0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So a few years ago, I wrote an article or a blog post on creating a recipe for love soup. And I was so super excited about this blog post, and I was thinking, you know, this is the bomb, it's going to go viral, it's going to be amazing, because it was all about feeding yourself, and nurturing yourself, and loving yourself through the act of making yourself a beautiful, loving gift of soup. And there was a whole ritual approach about how to make the soup or how to make really anything for yourself, right? About coming at it with kindness, coming at it with nurturing, coming at it without judgment, about, you know, making it really, really, really perfect if perfect was your thing or taking that step back and really honoring, you know, a little bit of takeout love soup if takeout was more along the lines of what felt nurturing to you but the bottom line in this article was about how to create a meal that felt very soothing and that was really like a metaphor for how we take care of ourselves and I was super excited about this post and I'm sure people did resonate with it but certainly not to the extent that I thought that they would because again guys I thought it was brilliant. And I'm thinking about that today because I think that one of the reasons why that article did not land the way I had thought it might was because so many of us have conditioning and misbeliefs about what it means to take care of ourselves and if that's even okay. And when we talk about self-care, people often think, that it's about something you have to do, like make yourself soup. (laughs) And really, it's not about that at all. So today, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to care for ourselves, why it's important, some of the common ways in which we get stuck when we even hear that term self-care, and also some... Steps you can take to move forward in the amazing art of caring for yourself. So here we go. So my love soup recipe was pretty simple, right? You're going to get some ingredients together that felt nurturing and healing to you. They could be quote unquote healthy or not, whatever felt deeply meaningful and deeply nurturing. You're going to play some lovely music, set aside some quiet time. You're going to cut all those vegetables the way that you wanted or buy them pre-cut if that felt better to you. But the deal was you were going to take some time for you to feed yourself the love that you desire and you know food often right we talk about emotional eating like it's a really bad thing but feeding ourselves is one of those very primal experiences that can be incredibly healing and nurturing but of course feeding yourself good whole clean loving Kindly intended food is just one of the many ways that we can care for ourselves. And often we get hung up on this idea that there's a right or wrong way to go about caring for yourself, that some things are good or bad, right or wrong. And again, that headspace has nothing to do with self care. Self care is about honoring your needs. And to do that, you have to be really clear about what those needs are. And you need to learn to listen to those deeper longings rather than just doing what you think you're supposed to do because somebody else told you that that was a good idea. Self-care can be creating a more quote-unquote healthy diet and feeding yourself foods that feel more nourishing. Self-care can also sometimes be allowing yourself to have that bowl of ice cream because there is nothing wrong with stuff that tastes good. Self-care can be about exercise, getting a massage, going to the beach, getting a pedicure, but it doesn't have to be because at the core of caring for yourself, it's about developing that loving relationship with who you are, what you need, and Honoring and listening to your own deepest longings. So often in life, we are taught that what we want doesn't matter. And this usually starts pretty early on, right? Where a young child will naturally normally assert their needs in a parent if those needs aren't convenient or they're not acceptable or deemed acceptable, they're always acceptable, or they're not in line with what the parent thinks is a good idea. Oftentimes, the child is told that those needs aren't relevant or valuable, right? So imagine the child is hungry and it's 5.55 p.m. and dinner is coming on at 6.15. And the child says, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? And the mom says, no, it's going to spoil your dinner. That can feel invalidating. Now of course I am not telling you necessarily that you have to you know feed your child you know a candy bar an hour before dinner time no of course we make these choices and we make these choices for a reason but oftentimes Because children don't really understand the the complexities of the human world, they just get your emotional tone. What they really need to understand is have their experiences valued, right? And we all actually need to have our experiences and our needs valued, even when we can't, you know, immediately fulfill them. But what we often learn from these kinds of experiences and right, I can't imagine a child that hasn't had an experience like that at some point, it's very normal, even if you have the bestest parents and the bestest caregivers and schools and everything, there are going to be times when those inner needs were disregarded. And so we learn that our needs and our wants and our desires aren't as important as toeing the line living according to other people's metrics, and uh, pleasing others. If this sounds familiar to you, you might even feel a little bit of a tug in your stomach because I often feel that when I am not acting in alignment with what really resonates with me, that's how it feels. It feels like a little uh, feeling in my tummy, like it's being like my own will needs feelings that are being tampered down. And energetically, if you know anything about the chakra system, that's actually often how it works. But you might have a very different bodily signal, so don't get hung up on mine. But the point is most of us at some point or multiple points along the road of life have learned to disconnect from our own basic essential needs and desires and inclinations so that we can toe the line of what society expects and tells us is meaningful and valuable. And in that process, unfortunately, we lose connection with our own deepest desires and inner needs. And we can also lose connection with that which is truly nurturing to us, truly inspirational to us, and that which truly on the deepest level will bring us joy. So self-care, my friends, is about rediscovering you and what is really exciting and resonates with you it's about making the space to tap into your own deeper purpose it's about making the space to create a more loving and balanced relationship with yourself your emotions and your wants and desires and again self-care is not necessarily about indulging you know every random whim but it is about listening So that we can start to discern from, you know, that temper tantrum that our inner child might be having right now from those very deeper inclinations and calls and feelings that, you know, come and emanate from our soul. And whatever your experience, what's really important about self-care is that you just learn to honor it. And again, we don't always have to act on every impulse and inclination, but what we really want to do is start to take them all seriously seriously. Use them as information, and then you know the deeper longings will come to us much more clearly and flow much more gently when we're not constantly trying to evaluate and squash and shut down that connection with our emotions and our inner longings. Self care can change from moment to moment, right? Some days it's a walk on the beach, another day it's putting our feet up and vegging out, you know, on the couch. Some days, those acts that would feel really caring for us are not available. We might get frustrated. We might get hurt. We might shut down. Self-care is about being kind to ourselves, even when we feel like there are no opportunities to care, right? It's about holding that space and holding that intention and allowing yourself to be an active and complete partner in your very own life. Now, a lot of us also have conditioning that says that we need to put everyone else's needs first. And then when all of those other people are satisfied, we can take care of ourselves. And friends, I am not a big fan of this approach at all. Because it has been my experience that when we always consistently put our own needs last, what we're really doing is trying to chase approval, right? And chase getting our own needs met by taking care of everyone else first. This can lead to resentment. This can lead to illness. And this can lead to burnout. So I'm not a fan. Also, if you don't truly and completely know how to honor yourself, Whatever actions you will take towards meeting the needs of others will be incomplete. We can only do, share, and express through our highest interest perspective. So if you have not created a container through which to serve others through service of the self or service to yourself, then any service that you take will always be tainted to some extent and incomplete because of your own unsatisfied longings. And I want to get this from the guides, your own misbeliefs about what it means to be of service. When we care for ourselves first and we make space in our lives for ourselves, then everything becomes more magical. And when we go out into the world and share with others like I'm doing with you right now. It comes from a deeper place of self-love, of self-acknowledgement, and it comes for with this beautiful energy flow because when you love yourself and you are of highest service to yourself, you create a beautiful flow from which unconditional love, light, wisdom, and guidance can shine out through you towards others. When we get in the habit of putting ourselves last, we shut that flow down. And we lose connection, again, to our deepest wisdom, our deepest knowing, and the beautiful force of life that always wants to work through us all the time, but recognizes first and foremost that we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be a divine conduit to support the world in general. Friends, because on the spiritual level, we are all interconnected, The work that you do in your physical life is super important to everybody else. When you don't care for yourself or you deem yourself unworthy of your very own care, you're sending that message out to everyone else in the universe that they too are not worthy of caring for themselves. When you model for others the importance of really listening to your needs and weighing them with equal, if not greater importance than the needs to those around you, everything shifts and changes, not just for you, but for all of those who you encounter. And to the moms out there, because many of us moms have gotten the memo somehow, and I'm not a fan of this memo, right, that we always need to put our needs last and that our kids' needs matter most. I want to honor the fact that you recognize that in choosing to parent a child and bring another life into the world, you have signed up for a, a great journey and a sense of obligation, right, to guide them, at least for the first 18 years of their life on their very own human journey. And I am not speaking against that at all. It is a beautiful thing, and I honor you for taking it on. But I will also tell you, and this is cliche, but it's a good one. If you don't put your oxygen mask on first and you're not breathing, you will not support your child. And imagine how traumatic it is for your child to see you struggling to breathe, right? When really what they want to see you do is thrive because the more your parent thrives, the more you too can see that as a possibility in your very own future. So moms in particular, but everyone who's listening, mom or not, please know Your needs matter too. And it's only this belief that it's us or them, that scarcity, fear-based mentality that tells me at every moment of my life, I have to choose between me and I have to choose between you. And then usually we get the memo, right? If I choose me, I'm selfish. That gets us stuck, right? In the real world, the deepest, truest world, It is the case that when you are aligned with your highest self and when you are in the habit of listening to the whispers of your soul and honoring your deepest needs and connecting with your true highest inner compass and you are acting according to that, then everyone else's needs will magically get met too. And when they don't, that will be as it's meant to be. So I want to let that set for a minute. What this means is that when we get in the habit of honoring ourselves in the deepest level, we honor the great force of life and everyone else too. And sometimes the people around us don't get what they immediately want. But trust me, when you are following the call of your soul on that deepest level, everyone is getting exactly what they need. Oftentimes we get stuck at the level of ego. Where we're trying to please someone else and make them happy on that level. And we might be compromising ourselves on that level, or maybe even being a little bit greedy and, and, you know, trying to get what we want at someone else's expense. That is not what I'm talking about right now. Because caring for yourself is a deeper and truer thing. And it simply means that you care enough about yourself to take your own needs seriously. And I promise you, there will never be any harm to you or anyone else in doing that. Now, sometimes we've learned early on as children, when we went to try to meet our own needs or care for ourselves, we got messaging around that that was selfish, that we were not good enough, how could we? We should always take care of other people first, yada, yada. And so to your inner child, Sometimes there might be some resistance to self-care because your inner child has learned erroneously that such care is not safe. If that is the case for you, please sit with him or her. Tell him it's okay. Take baby steps moving forward, but get in the habit of listening and get in the habit of taking small steps to honoring yourself and doing what's important for you. Self-care is different for everyone. And it's really a beautiful thing. It can take up a lot of time or it can take up zero time, right? It really depends on what's most caring for you right now. Sometimes you want to go for that run outside, but it's pouring rain and you have a thousand things to do and the thought of it makes you go, eh. I hate this. That's the most stressful thing. Don't ask me to do that. In that situation, friends, that run would not be self-care because it doesn't speak to your soul. There are other days when you want nothing more to get out of the house and you don't care if it's thundering and lightning or 22 degrees. You just want to go. Those are the moments that if you can, go for it, man. Even if it's only for 5, 10, 20 minutes. Again, learning to care for yourself is about learning to listen. So I'm going to leave you with this episode with a couple of concrete suggestions. The first one is to take a few moments now and really tune into yourself. Tune into your needs. Maybe put a hand on your belly or two hands on your belly because that's where all our feelings hang out. And ask yourself, If there's anything that you've been wanting to do or be or experience that you've been shutting down. And you might have some apprehension or fear around answering this question because sometimes we shut down these things for a reason. Because we think they're not possible or desirable or we're not going to get to do them and we don't want to be disappointed or all of the above. But take a moment to sit with yourself. And imagine the perfect space and just be and ask yourself for an action step, big or small, that would help you to begin to satisfy these deeper longings. You might get an image, you might get some words, or later today when you're not thinking about it at all. You might get the answer then. But whatever you get, you might get a stirring, the guides say, in your body, so a sensation. But just take a few moments now to tune in and see how your spirit, body, emotions, soul would like to connect with you right now. Self care and communication with ourself works best. When it goes both ways, meaning when you get this information about these deepest longings, at the very least, take them seriously. You might not yet know how to take those action steps, or maybe you do, and maybe they're very small or big, or maybe you're ready to go climb Mount Everest (laughs) tomorrow because that just is what your lifelong dream has been. If you do so, please do so carefully and mindfully because that's a biggie. Whatever it is, just start to open that dialogue. And I recommend that you sit like this for a few minutes, maybe like three to five minutes every day, tuning in. and I mean, you can do it throughout the day too if you have bonus time. Just tuning in and asking yourself, what do I need right now? And maybe are there a couple steps I can take to move for bringing more of that into my life? Friends, Self-care is the gateway to a whole new relationship with yourself. And it's not necessarily about something that you do, as I said before. It's about who you are and getting to form a deeper and more trusting relationship with your true authentic self. Self Self-care can also be fun. So if you feel called to do something really awesome today, please by all means do that. And I would love to hear about your very own adventures and how this self-care journey is developing for you in the Facebook group. So thank you so very much for tuning in and namaste. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation.